What's up, everybody? This is episode 67 of the Enlighten Me podcast, and I'm your host, Mackenzie. I'm so pumped that you're here today. Before we dive in, I want to take a second to thank a sponsor who is helping to make this show possible. Today's show is made possible by Paper Culture. Through contemporary design and personalized products, Paper Culture is working to solve the climate crisis one card at a time. Paper Culture provides customers with quality, stationary products while keeping the environment in mind. Everything at Paper Culture is printed on eco-friendly materials like 100% post-consumer recycled paper, and the brand is carbon neutral by practicing carbon offsetting efforts. Not only that, but Paper Culture plants a tree for every single order they receive. At Paper Culture, they design for a world of trees because they fear for a world without them. Use the link in the show notes to shop Paper Culture today. Okay, so like I said, I am so excited that you're here today because we are back with part two of my conversation all about MLMs with Bethany. If you tuned in last week, you know that Bethany is a super smart lady and someone I respect a lot, and she's also a dear friend to me. It was such a blast to have her on the show, partly because we got to record in person, which is something I do not take for granted these days, and also because we had so much fun talking and we laughed a lot together. Today is no different. In part two, the laughter continues, but Bethany is also continuing to shed some truth on a topic that many of us have experiences with, MLMs. So today we're talking about how MLMs intersect with topics like feminism and supporting small minority-owned businesses. We're also discussing if there's such a thing as an ethical MLM and how we can move forward as conscious consumers and make the right decisions with our wallets. Now, if you don't know what an MLM is, you need to go back and listen to part one first, okay? If you're caught up, sit back and relax and enjoy Bethany. But don't relax too much because I actually need you to do something. I need you to leave a review for the show. Leaving a rating and a review helps more people to find the show and also helps me to give away money to those in need. I donate $2 for every review I receive to two super cool organizations. So why wouldn't you want to help with that? It only takes a couple minutes and you can do it while you listen. And hey, subscribe while you're over there too, because that way you'll know when the next episode is available. All right, friends, get ready to laugh with us and be warned, my son may or may not make an appearance, but either way, you're going to enjoy this show. So here is part two with Bethany. Something else you're passionate about with MLMs and this whole discussion is, how, well, how it intersects with feminism, mm-hmm. the whole small business, yeah. support a female business owner, that whole thing. So yeah. can you tell us why do you think that's dishonest to phrase it that way? And yeah, I guess how do these topics intersect yeah absolutely so to talk about the small business side of it first okay the kind of like widely accepted parameters to be considered a small business is less than 500 employees and less than seven million dollars annual revenue okay so if you look at some of like the the heavy hitters of mlm so like the r bonds and that kind of thing i actually brought a couple stats just to like give some examples Mm -hmm. so r bond they're one of the companies that really likes to tout the like, this is my business, it's female owned, that kind of thing. But their company has a thousand employees and they make upwards of $650 million annually. Wow. Rodin and Fields, 700 employees. They make between $600 million and $1.7 billion annually in revenue. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other ones, but that's, you can do that for any MLM pretty much and you'll find these are massive companies. They're not small yeah. businesses. And these distributors are employees of those businesses. And the reason that you know that is because if you were to ask, and I've actually had this conversation before, I will just tell a story, it's easier. 
uh, I won't say the company, but I was chatting with someone who I've been friends with for a while. And she was saying that her company has committed in the next 10 years to be completely waste free. And I was interested in that because A, it's just an interesting topic. Yeah. But B, the way that their company is right now is they suggest that you drink these like single serving powdered, like they you add it to their water to your water. Okay. For like energy or whatever. But they're they're like foil packets and they're disposable. And then you've got like your greens powder and your this powder and your that powder, and all of those are single serve in a box. And mm-hmm. so you create a lot of waste in a day. I mean, I did the math and I think it was like 15 different things that you would like tear off the top, pour it into your glass and throw away every day. And so wow. I just, yeah. So, well, for on their recommendation, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But yeah. I just messaged her and I was like, that's so interesting. I'm so glad to hear that because that's one of the things that I've been like watching with this company is how much waste the packaging yeah. promotes. So I'm wondering how does your company plan to do this? Like what are some of the elements that they're going to roll out in these next 10 years? And her answer was, I don't know. Hmm. And I said, but I thought that this was your company. Like it's been all over your page that you own this company. So do you not have like decision-making stake or at least knowledge of what's happening for such a massive plan, like reducing all this waste? 10 years is not that long. Yeah. So, and it just kind of like prompted a, a long conversation but it was super respectful, but back and forth about, well, how do you simultaneously own a business and have no idea how it operates? Yeah. And so I think me being a former small business owner and just being friends with a lot of them, these people are making their stuff. They have decision-making stake. They have hands-on ex- experience when they own their company and these, these people don't, you mm-hmm. know? And so, yeah, you can say that you're working for a business that maybe, in your opinion, is really pro-woman yeah. or maybe it's pro-small business. Maybe they want to incorporate small business yeah. ethics or, or perspective, but at the core of it, you're not a small business and it's harmful to true small businesses Mm -hmm. because when you go to say a craft show or something like that and you have an MLM company that's selling their body butters and they're this and they're that and right next to it you have a booth that's a woman who's making it in their kitchen yeah and then you choose the one that's making a billion dollars a year well that's a shame because it's not a true handmade small business Mm -hmm. so yeah there's lots to say on that but I think it's just it's really it's just an education thing. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything wrong with shopping for huge co- or at huge companies. I do it right. all the time every single day. Right. But it's in how you disclose that. It's how yeah. you frame your business. It's really important. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So yeah, almost like saying like support my small business is a little bit deceiving. Totally. I I hate I like kind of cringe saying yeah. that because I have friends that will say that. Like mm-hmm. they'll post like small business Saturday, like totally. <laughs> shop from my store and it's like but you actually don't own anything here. Right. Like you, you work for a huge company mm-hmm. and you make commission. Yes. That doesn't mean you own a small business. Right. So, hmm. yep. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. What about the feminism? Yeah. Side of so the feminism thing. So it actually sort of goes sort of hand in hand. Again, when it's like a female owned business, a lot of people mm-hmm. will say that. But if you look at, again, some of those, like I, I, I use like the same when I was doing my research, I used the same companies just because it yeah. was, like, easier to do. Yeah. But, like, Arbonne's CEO is a white male. Yeah. <laughs> Monat's actually owned by Alcora Core, and it's a male CEO and owner. And and it, it's – you'll see that. I mean, you'll yeah. see that a lot 
through there. And so I have, again, I have a problem with that because it's not female owned. You're a female employee. Yeah. And so they may be, they, they may be pro female, but it's yeah. not female owned. And that is a really big difference. Yeah. The other piece of it is I think hustle culture is really big in MLMs. And what I mean by that is even though the system is, as I, I always say, statistically speaking, and I hate to say that, but it is important because it's a big part of it. It's not yeah. opinion. Statistically speaking, these companies are stacked against you when you start. And, you know, they'll tell you, you can do this in, in, on the side or whenever you have five minutes, you just work from your phone or wherever you are waiting in the doctor's office, I can make a sale or whatever it is. So they make it seem like it's really easy and it fits into your life however you need it to fit in. But if you don't succeed, if you don't make money in a company that is stacked against you to lose money, a lot of times you'll hear that's because you just don't have it in you. You didn't work hard enough. Mm. You're not meant for this. Yeah. And that's so anti-feminism to me. Yeah. You can do it. Absolutely. But own a business. Yeah. And then do it because you probably can. And I think it's discouraging so many amazing business women or potential business women. And then they fail at this and they've been told that it's their fault. And so they'll never try it again. Yeah. And so we may be losing out on so many amazing female entrepreneurs because they've been discouraged when, again, like statistically, they would have failed. Yeah. Nine out of 10 women that start this business are going to fail. And so it's a tough thing when you're saying that you're pro woman, but you're you're looping other women into a business that you know they'll fail at. Yeah, I have a hard time grappling with that. So you know, yeah, it's just. And again, we've talked about preying on the vulnerable and a lot of stay at home moms and military wives and yeah. and church women. Yeah. That's a big sector of, of these companies. Um, and again, I just don't feel like that's pro women because these are really amazing women that that should have success and should be brave and go on to their own ventures but Mm -hmm. this is not the system for them to do that in but they're made to believe that it is that's so interesting wow yeah yeah that's crazy I think especially about the male CEO (laughs) yeah I know I that's like one of those interesting things that uh someone else brought it up I was listening to something and it was brought up and I was just like well dang (laughs) the only one I will say is women owned women started women owned and half of their board of directors are women is Rodan and Fields okay so I will say that's the only one that I have found that is majority women do you know beauty counter I don't know yeah I don't know about them I'm not sure I don't even know if they are for sure in MLM they are okay I thought so (laughs) (laughs) they are now I will say like I know this is, I'm not trying to step on your toes. I know this is a question coming up, but are there any MLMs that do it right? Yeah. I don't, so I don't believe that there are, but I do think that there are MLMs that are worse than others. And that one I think is like, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's cool. Like, yeah. so like if, if they had a different structure, I would be like exclusively beauty counter purchaser because I think their mission is like amazing and so cool. Yeah. I just don't like the structure that they do it in, but. Okay. Okay. But yeah. 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 And that's something we are going to talk about and. Yeah. Well, let's let's just talk about that now since okay. we're kind of there. So, for one, I've told you it's it really sucks when you really like the products mm-hmm. and so true and like <laughs> what the company stands for and everything. It's just the structure that's the problem, right? So, okay, mm-hmm. tell us more about that, like because I've asked you, like <laughs> I'll be like, is this an MLM by the way? <laughs> like, yeah. Before I buy from them, <laughs> um, so proud. <laughs> 
my go-to person for it. Yeah. Uh, but I've also pointed out a few, because there are direct sales companies that I'm like, this can't be true, Bethany. Like, this can't be, like, a pyramid scheme. Like, I thought of Noonday as mm-hmm. one example. And I don't know. Did you ever end up researching I that? did. Okay. I don't have super strong feelings about that, actually. Okay. I didn't I didn't feel like that was... I'm not even super convinced that it's a true MLM. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's a whole different structure of... The point is to get products from a country where we wouldn't normally find them. Yeah. And where there wouldn't be any sales for them. Right. To our country where there is. Yeah. And I don't think there's any benefit... As I, I, I could be totally wrong. I don't think there's any benefit in recruiting people. Right. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it's more... They, they talk about, like, their sisterhood a lot. And that one is female-owned. Yeah. Female-run, female, female run, I think, completely. That's cool. Um, it, I think it's more of, like... I don't think it's, like, you have the upline of... Right. Of, like, this is my boss and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're, they're telling me what to do. I think it's more of, like, you have a local community of people who also sell it and who's your support network. Because yeah. I looked into selling it once, and that's the only reason I know that. Yeah. And I also don't think Noonday advocates for quit your day job this will replace your income which yeah is so important yeah 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 that's a really important distinction and I also think too like I've we've kind of talked about this before so my personal opinion and and how I spend my dollars is that I don't I don't buy from MLMs but I also think that it's a very personal decision Mm -hmm. and I think it's there's something to be said for choosing your evil so if, say, like we've talked about Young Living before, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're like, well, but I really like how ethically they source their products. Yeah. Well, if that's something that you are more passionate about, or you have, it, you really care about how things are, are sourced from an ethical standpoint, environmentally, and mm-hmm. things like that. So if that's something that you're really passionate about, that may be something that matters more to you. Mm-hmm. And in that case, that's personal. Mm-hmm. So... Again, like, do I think that everyone should exclusively buy MLM products all the time? Well, no, I would not advocate for that. But I also think if there's something that you personally are super passionate about, that again, like we've talked about, there are things that are black and white wrong. Mm -hmm. Doing something that is clearly bad for the environment or something like that, that's a black and white wrong. If that's the thing that you want to move toward yeah well then that's your that's your prerogative and that's totally cool yeah it's just not mine you know it's like the you do you thing yeah (laughs) totally yeah no I think that's a good point like and even I've told you before I don't know at this point I'm not saying okay I'm never gonna buy from an MLM again because I I think yeah what you said is true where this is important. I think this is a really important conversation and it's mm-hmm. important to look at, yeah, what you're voting for with your dollar as yeah. far as ethics and business and who you're ultimately supporting. I think that is really important. But I also, like, really value my health. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, making sure that I'm living, like, as toxin-free as possible, that's more important to me right now. Totally. Like, because I'm pregnant and yeah. I have little kids and, like, that's really important. So... Mm-hmm. I am going to buy my vitamins from Shackley because I know that they're really safe mm-hmm. and they were great for my last pregnancy. And I am going to like buy my Thieves cleaner because I know that it's really safe. So those are some things that I value a little more, I guess, right now than yeah. that. And I, I feel like that's okay. You know, it's it's kind of like finding that balance of, totally. again, we're not here to like say we hope 
every MLM shuts down right. and goes out of business. Like, we don't hope that. No. But, yeah, thinking about where you put your dollar. Or if it's, like, my choices are to buy from, like, my friend who sells beauty counter or to buy from Walmart. Like, mm-hmm. I would buy from your friend who sells beauty counter, honestly. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Totally. And that's the thing. I think everybody has to make that decision for themselves. Yeah. And I think it can get really divisive really quick. Yeah. Conversations like this. And I will admit, like, I went through a phase where if I heard, like, oh, yeah, have you ever heard of, like, whatever, insert MLM name. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, let me tell you all about how you're wrong. (laughs) But I'm kind of over that now because I think, A, that doesn't invite good conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also just think being educated is more important. So if you have learned about an MLM and some of the – Maybe more like sinister sides or just sides that you just didn't know about mm-hmm. or things to ponder. That's good on me. I mm-hmm. feel like so long as you're making an educated decision, that's the most important part. And I think sometimes you need to ruminate with it for a little while yeah. and decide where your ethics lie. Just like you said, there are things that matter more to you right now, like having a toxin-free cleaner. And I believe that probably if you, you're, you're not married to it, yeah. if you were to find something that's equally clean or toxin, toxin-free or whatever, that's ethically sourced, like I think like you don't have an allegiance to it. And I think that's important. I think a lot of times people dig their heels in and they're like, yeah. no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to change because I found my thing. Yeah. And I think if you're open to it, like everything, it's it's like this with literally everything, even when you talk about like beef consumption and, mm-hmm. and all these things, reduce, just reduce yeah. it. Yeah. And you're in a good spot. Yeah. So be open, like look for other things like you've been doing with essential oils. I know we've talked about and yeah. things like that. I think that's great. Yeah. I'm not here to tell you that you're like a terrible consumer. Right, <laughs> you know, right. it's just my hope is specifically for females just because I'm a woman and I think it's important for us to be more educated in what we are purchasing and also partaking in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's equally important to know whether you're buying from or gonna work for. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, because you said there are so many unknowns when you go to work for some of these companies. So, yeah, that's... it. They're both really important to be aware of. But, yeah, I I think, like you said, that... I say that about so many things, and I know, so... For example, with the essential oils, like, I was like, okay, so if you don't support Young Living, like, where, what, what essential oils do you think I should buy? Because the thing with Young Living is I know that they're totally safe, and I know that they're mindful of the environment when they harvest them. Like, I know all these things, and so where else can I find some? And you, you did research for me, which I appreciated, (laughs) (laughs) and, and you gave me a couple options. One of them was plant therapy, which I have been using, and I think it's great. The other one, and I was going to ask you about this today when you came over because I went to Whole Foods recently, was the Whole Foods brand. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Whole Foods just to check it out, see what was going on. And I was like, yep, their essential oils are very fairly priced. The ingredients look really good. There's nothing synthetic in there. I didn't research at that time, like, how do they harvest these, which I probably should have before I bought them. But I bought them, and then I got up to the checkout counter, and they're like, do you have Amazon Prime? And I'm like why are you asking? And they're like, you get a discount if you have a Prime membership. And I'm like, okay. And I like, I'm driving home and I'm thinking about what, <laughs> what kind of deal do Whole Foods and Amazon Prime have worked out here? Like does Prime, does Amazon own? Yes. Whole Foods. Okay. Yeah. Which Amazon me... recently just purchased Whole Foods. Okay. And so then it's like, 
I started questioning everything because if you know me, I'm like, don't buy from Amazon yeah. if you can avoid it. It's like, true. It's like, true. We, yeah. Jeff Bezos does not need more money. Yeah, so, that's very true. <laughs> so, it's like, so it's like, yeah, this isn't like necessarily that much better than, true. than like the other, you know. Yeah. So I think I think yeah, you should research where you spend your money all the time. Like mm-hmm. like, and as I was leaving Whole Foods, I was thinking like I should post about this online because. First of all, Whole Foods is so fun. Like, I could spend a lot of money. Oh, yeah. They have great products. And it's easy to do. (laughs) Yes. And I know they support small businesses. They have tons of products from small businesses and ethical Mm -hmm. businesses, which I think is amazing. Yeah. But you know what is also cool is there's a local, literally mom-and-pop-owned vitamin store in my neighborhood that sells a lot of the same products. Mm-hmm. It's not as big as Whole Foods. Don't get me wrong. So I can't get everything there. Right. But I could get some of their stuff. Totally. And, and it's like, that's probably the most ethical option. Like the local, truly small business place. Mm-hmm. And and so I think it's a whole greater conversation of if we're talking about supporting your dollar, it's not just like, don't buy from an MLM whenever you can avoid it. It's yeah. like, it's like, just think about where you're buying from in general. And totally. Yeah. 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 It's a small part of a way larger conversation. Yeah. For sure. So interesting. Okay. So let's talk about the relationship thing. Because that was something that I wanted to make sure we included. Because I feel like for you, this is obviously something you're really passionate about and have Mm -hmm. done a lot of research on. But at the same time, we have friends who sell for MLMs. You have family members who sell for MLMs. Yeah. How do you navigate those relationships and I, I know you were telling a story recently about an interaction you had online where someone was like, why the MLM hate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and they were like, I just see it as, oh, I'm buying something anyways and my friend gets a little commission. Isn't that cool? And, and for you, it's not that simple, right? Mm-hmm. So like, how do you, I guess, navigate that if you have like specifically a friend who's selling it and you kind of want to be like, look, I don't support your business, but like, I still love you. you know? Totally. Yeah. So as you say, I do have friends and even it's, I mean, it's friends, it's, it's members of my church. It's, yeah. it's people that I really care about and I care about protecting the relationship Yeah. more than I care about their business, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the biggest thing, there's two and I, and I have kind of had a bit of a shift in the last maybe like six months. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the MLM community is necessarily who I focus my attention on. More often than not, I care more about the potential MLM recruits. So I am always more concerned about like protecting people who I would see as vulnerable as, or as people who I think would potentially be unaware of like what they maybe would be getting into because I don't want to alienate people. And I don't want to come out guns a-blazing, super aggressive, and make people feel squirrely or yeah. bad for what they've done. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there is more to life than that. So I tend to have conversations if they've come to me. So, yeah. for, so for that person who was like, why the MLM hate? She's a part of two MLMs. Uh-huh. And, and I responded and just said, yeah, to me, you know... And I try to just go on facts. Like, I, I try not to go, like, super heavy on opinion because, again, it's – they're not who I'm trying to convince. They're already in it. Yeah. So, for me, I just say, well, the FTC has several warnings and, you know, I find it unethical because of X, Y, and Z, all of the things that we've kind of already talked about. But to say it in a way, I always say something along the lines of, I'm so glad it's working for you. 
If yeah. it's working for you, then that's great. Right. I always go by good for her, not for me. Yeah. Have a great day. Like, and, and yeah. just kind of leave it at that. Because at the end of the day, that is true. Yeah. If it's something that is genuinely working for that person. Yeah. Then okay. Everyone's responsible for their own credit card. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I can't tell you how to do your finances. Yeah. I can't tell other people how to spend their money. But I can try to educate as I can without making people feel like criminals. Because yeah. what's the point? How is that going to help anything? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And just grace. You know. Yeah. Lots of grace. Yeah, There's a lot totally. of just behind the scenes conversations. Like family members and stuff where it's like it, I know that their situation is being worsened by mm-hmm. the MLM. And it's just like talking to my husband about it just to get it off. Like just to get it off my chest. And then I kind of can walk away from it. Because yeah. it, it, it will hurt relationships otherwise. So yeah. finding someone who you can talk to that you know is going to be like a judgment free mm-hmm. person is important. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. I think we're on to the fun question now. <laughs> Well, first, the wrap-up question. Oh, Oh, if you had a main message that you want people to walk away with, what would it be? Research. Do your own research. I think it's important to hear other perspectives. Again, like, know that it's not coming from a judgment or a judgmental place at all. I would certainly start with the FTC. I mean, start Mm -hmm. with, I wouldn't necessarily say it's unbiased. It is still a government agency, but it doesn't care about what your opinion is or what your sister does or what, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, but it does give some black and white information. So it's a good place to start. I think, um, getting into like opinion pieces right off the bat can be a little bit, not the best idea. <laughs> so yeah, that would just be my main takeaway. It's, it's your decision. It's your dollars, but just know what you're spending your money on. Yeah. You know, totally. know the bigger picture, understand mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fun questions. <laughs> okay. If you had to pick one, what is uh, the most impactful book that you've read? Don't say the Bible. <laughs> no, I won't say the Bible. I won't say the Bible. To be honest, I don't even think I could say the Bible because I haven't read it all Cover to cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no. I'll tell you that I have. Yeah. Because I know the one-year Bible, and I still, when I read my Bible, I'm like, oh, that's wow. a book in the Bible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. You don't say. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, no, I think mine would probably be... So probably the most impactful book that I've read, and this is actually fairly recently, it was when we were in quarantine. I finally Uh read it. I had owned it for a couple of years, Uh but it's called The Financial Diet by Chelsea Fagan. And if you are familiar with that account, it's actually a social media account, Um, but the whole premise is empowering females to get like really in touch with their finances Mm -hmm. and couple disclaimers, it is definitely geared towards single women. Okay. And... Certainly not a Christian perspective. Okay. <laughs> um, if you are, like, not okay with cuss words and things like that, probably not the book for you. <laughs> but I will say, I I mean, I'm married. I'm not single. And yeah. I am Christian, and but I don't care about cuss words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was really impactful for me because I think for pretty much my whole life, I was really scared of finances. The thought of, like, navigating loans and home ownership and credit cards and even things like looking at my own bank account was really scary for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just kind of felt like it was this murky water that I didn't want to get into. Yeah. And I read this book and it's not super long. Like it's maybe, I don't know, 150 pages or something like that. But she brings in all these different businesswomen and financial advisors and experts on all these different topics. 
And she just goes through the nitty gritty in a really digestible way Mm -hmm. for kind of all things finance. So different types of loans, different types of retirement options that you can do, suggestions for your savings account and how to navigate debt and Hmm. all these different things. And so for me, it kind of, it inspired me at least, and it made me feel a little bit less fearful to dig into my financial situation and to get a better understanding of where I stood and how I can kind of clean up my habits a little bit. Yeah. Um, And so even though, again, it wasn't necessarily geared toward me. I'm not the exact demographic of that book. Yeah. um, It was great for me. So I would highly recommend if if it's something that you're wanting to get into, it's a really, I felt like it was a really good starter book. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's really good to know. Yeah. I sent it to like a lot of my friends. Really? Yeah. I bought like several online and just like had them shipped to my different friends. That's a good <laughs> so I was like, idea. everyone should read this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Good time to read it too. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about something you've listened to recently? Like a, it could be something you've listened to or watched documentary or podcast or anything like that that you think people mm-hmm. should hear. People should hear. I really liked the documentary called Unwell. It on Netflix. Okay. It was like a multi-part oh, series. I think, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and yes. I'm not saying this because there was one MLM, <laughs> anti-MLM series. I actually, I mean, that one was okay. It honestly wasn't the most interesting one to me, but it basically... It was Young Living, right? It was, yeah. Well, it was yeah. Young Living, and I think they did touch on doTERRA as well. Oh, okay, um, okay. But yeah. Is both, that an MLM? Too? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. It's kind of not, to me anyways, at least in my circle, I'm not seeing as much about doTERRA lately, but it is an MLM. Okay. But no, it's just an interesting, I'm really interested in like wellness culture and I don't know. I just, I have a lot of different interests, I guess, but yeah. it was, it's, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. It basically breaks down all of these different types of like oddly niche wellness trends uh-huh. and it talks about the science behind them and like, are they worth it? Does it is it a real thing? Is it all just yeah. placebo? And it was just an interesting thing. I just thought it was... I mean, actually, it was funny. One of the episodes has a guy that lives in your town that is an adult that drinks breast milk. Fun like fact. this town that yes. we're in right now? Like where we're sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you meant like my hometown. Yeah. Or no, no, no. What? Like literally down the street. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not from me. <laughs> no. That's good. I was like thinking about <laughs> I was thinking Yeah, I'm his dealer. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's great money in it. No. Yeah. But anyways, it was just, an, it was a super interesting show. Really oh, like wow. It. Okay, yeah. that's weird. Was there anything that your mind was like, either way, something you liked, and then you're like, oh, okay, so this is stupid, or the other way around, like something um, you didn't like that your mind was changed on? No, I think most of them are stupid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to have like a fairly pragmatic approach. Like a yeah. lot of the like hippy dippy stuff, I'm just yeah. like, eh, I don't know yeah. if I'm sold on that. Some things I am, and I also think. Like, there is something to be said for a good placebo effect. I don't really... If, it, if it's placebo, but I feel like it's working, yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. But a lot of them are we're just kind of, like, weird. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But it was super interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's funny that you say that, and yet we're such good friends. I know. I know. <laughs> Opposites attract. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, okay. What about a brand or product? Nothing hippy-dippy, though. No. That you <laughs> really like lately. Uh, okay. I have two. Okay. So, my one... I have been getting into these like clay earrings. They're handmade. Uh, it's called Earrings by Emily. She's on Etsy. Oh, okay. Um, but they're made in her apartment in Chicago. And it's a nonprofit. And it originally started because she lost both of her grandparents to COVID. And so Aww. she was, she's actually a good friend of my sister's. But oh, cool. she started making these earrings when she was furloughed from her job. And she just wanted to kind of fill her time. 
and she is so talented and they're so cool and she was donating all the proceeds to different covid relief funds oh that's and cool. then yeah and then as just kind of like 2020 has unfolded i do believe she still is I think she's kind of splitting up her donations now, but she kind of moved her focus to the Black Lives Matter movement and oh, cool. a couple different smaller organizations that kind of like champion minority success. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think it's kind of cool. It's like a double whammy. I get like a really cool homemade one of a kind piece of jewelry. Yeah. And I also feel like I'm kind of doing something yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, important. Yeah. So I really like that. Can and I then, say too, yeah. you should check out, not to take away from Emily. Yeah. Go you go girl with your small business. <laughs> yes. But similar story mm-hmm. with one of Justin's cousins oh, no who way. yeah, she got laid off with the pandemic mm-hmm. and she started making clay earrings and it's called Love Clay by Kate. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really similar. And she's also in Illinois. It's by St. Louis. Yeah. Kinda, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, that's um, so cool. Anyways, so if you just want to mix up styles. Totally. Like, it's funny because clay earrings, I told this to Kate when like we talked about it. That is an area that I thought was overly saturated. I didn't think you could do anything new. And, yeah. like, you proved me wrong. And, totally. like, it's, it's crazy how different the designs can be. Yeah. And also how successful she's been. Her following has grown more than mine. <laughs> and I've been doing this for, like, almost three years. And she's been doing this for, like, five months or whatever. Like, it's I'm like, dang, girl. So... Yeah, I'm all about the Palmer clay ears. Yeah, they're so lightweight. Yeah, that's are, why. Yeah, that's yeah. why I like them because I feel like I have really sensitive ears. Like a, I get really irritated quickly by heavy earrings. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why I like them because I like a big bold earring. I've, you yeah. can't see me, but I have kind of short hair. Yeah, <laughs> so I like having big earrings, and yeah. they're too heavy for me. So yeah. the clay is great. And um, and Kate donates some of her proceeds too to a foster care coalition. Oh, cool. Thing. So yeah, <laughs> love that. Yeah. Go so, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> and go Emily. Kate like, Emily. Good job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, funny. Um, so yeah, that's one. And then okay. the other thing that I've been loving, and this is just kind of a general product, I was a makeup wipe junkie for a really long time. Like for makeup remover. Yeah, like makeup remover okay. wipes. But I just a they're kind of expensive. Like if you think about having to use at least one a day. A, that's a lot of waste. And B, yeah. honestly, it just kind of adds up. Yeah. So I started playing around with the oil cleansers uh-huh. instead as like the makeup remover balm. And it works so much better. You get so much more bang for your buck. It's more environmentally friendly. Honestly, I, I, honestly, you can even use like olive oil or something like that. Yeah. You just have to wash your face after if you do that, which is yeah. cool. But the one that I'm using, you it starts out as an oil, it melts down like even I wear waterproof mascara every single day and it takes it off and I use one pump and that's it. I've had one bottle that's lasted me like a year. Really? Yeah. What's the brand? It's Neutrogena. <laughs> My favorite small local business, Neutrogena. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. If it works but no, for but you. Burt's Bee, yeah, Burt's Bees has one. Um, Which is owned by Clorox. So they ain't no small business either. No. Yeah, oh, they got no. bought out. Yeah. 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 Well, they they wouldn't have been a small business, I don't think. Anyways. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, they. Um, it I was think started by probably, Bert. Oh, really? It by was Bert? really started by there Bert. You go. Yeah. Um, I would probably say that Burt's Bees would maybe be a better option because it's probably more natural, at least. Yeah. I will say the Neutrogena one is fairly heavily scented. 
Okay. Uh, but I just want to work through what I have first, and then I do kind of want to veer off and see. I kind of want to try a solid version. Yeah. Mine's liquid right now, which is great, but it leaks like a mofo when you're traveling. Uh, <laughs> so sure. I want like a jar of something. Yeah. Um, but just like that type of product in general has been low-key kind of life-changing for me. So, yeah. Yeah, it's better for my skin too. I feel like I'm not as dry and yeah. stuff. I heard a beauty expert once say that when she travels, she doesn't bring makeup. Remember, she asked her hotel to bring up a thing of olive oil. Yeah. She just uses that, which I yes. use coconut oil. So yeah, mm-hmm. same difference. And Yeah. Yeah, olive oil is great because it's non-comedogenic, which is, oh, um, so like the, the molecules are actually larger than your pores. So it can't clog your pores and, like, make you break out. Oh, can coconut oil do that? I'm not sure. I, I can't speak on coconut oil. I'm no, I'm no, like, skincare guru by any means or beauty guru, but I remember a girl online was like... <laughs> Hello, Baker. Uh, I remember a girl online was like, oh, you really should get a facial moisturizer. Like, she was appalled that I used coconut oil. Oh, my God. And I wonder if that's why, because I Maybe. didn't understand what she was saying. Yeah. But you just explained it well. Too. Yeah, it could be that. I mean, coconut oil. It it again. It depends because some people coconut oil is just it just tends to be. It tends to be uh, slightly more irritating to your skin. Yeah. But if it works for you, then right. there's like well, no it's great for my it. body. But I feel yeah. like I could maybe do something different for my face. So maybe I'll try, try it uh, olive oil. Mm-hmm. And also with that, you told me you made your little reusable pad. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I had an old t-shirt and I just kind of felt like if I'm going to be using cotton balls really cotton balls boiled down it's just a hunk of cotton (laughs) so I just took this t-shirt and I cut it up into basically pads like maybe they're I don't know an inch and a half by an inch and a half and I have a little mesh bag that hangs on the inside of my cabinet and that's what I use if I do want to use like a liquid makeup remover, or even just to take my nail polish off or whatever, yeah. anything you'd use a cotton ball for. I just pull out one of those pieces of t-shirt mm-hmm. and I use that and then it goes in the mesh bag afterwards. Yeah. It cinches shut and I put it in my wash and then they're just, I mean, I've had them now for, well, that was a, that was a quarantine, quarantine project. Activity, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like six, seven months and yeah. I've not had to redo them. They, they are great. I, I actually like them better. I feel like it just speeds up the process it uses less product yeah it doesn't soak up as much so yeah yeah it's great I love yeah, it totally. I never go back yeah and that was such a great idea that I started saving because I didn't I obviously wasn't gonna go pick a shirt that I yeah didn't <laughs> like, like anymore. Yeah. yeah but I started saving Baker's shirts that I couldn't get stains out of yeah there's a lot of them <laughs> but I couldn't get stains out of I only say the, like, 100% cotton ones. Yeah. And me and my mom are going to make some. Like, like, sew them. And I thought mm-hmm. it'd be cute for, like, even stocking stuffers oh, totally. for people, too. Yeah. Yeah, I started... That's kind of how it started with me, too. I had... It wasn't a stain, but it was just... It, it was one of those things. It was, like, a hole that I couldn't mend, so then I was going to cut it off to be a cropped t-shirt, but then I cropped it too much, and I just threw it all. <laughs> I was like, screw it. I'm just going to make these pads. But I started out sewing them, and then I got impatient. So they're just rough yeah. edge for me but Which yeah if you were to sew them oh my gosh cutest gifts ever yeah 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 love yeah. that so creative okay <laughs> tell us where we can find you online and uh, yeah all the good stuff people want to see all your creativity yeah uh so instagram is usually where i put all my all my stuff so my personal mm-hmm. instagram is bethany heasley and then my foodie one and it's it's like food stuff mostly but it's also like some crafty stuff too 
Um, and that's Heasley's at home. Mm-hmm. And that's where people can at you if they have a problem with anything we share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. At me, girl. Yeah. I will talk to you. Yes. Yeah. And and honestly, like, I feel like probably for most people, even if they work for MLM mm-hmm. that were listening, probably learned something that they didn't know. Sure. I would think. I hope so. But if you're like, no, you're wrong. That's not how this company works. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to know. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> I think we're both pretty open to conversation about it. Yeah. I actually would love that. Like, yeah. I think that's, don't close the doors on these conversations. Yeah, so. I know. I hope people listen all the way through. I was Me thinking, too. I need to say that at the beginning. Like, if you, like, are affiliated with the MLM and you start taking personal events, don't don't shut us off right away. Right. Like, listen all the way through and wait till the end because yeah. it's going to get good. Totally. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bethany. I loved having you here. It was I so loved fun. Being here. Yeah. Partly just because you're my friend, so it was fun. But <laughs> yeah. also because I learned a lot from you. So Good. And I think other I'm so people glad. did. Yeah. So thank you for your time. Of course. Thank you for having me. I hope that you can see that coming away from this conversation, Bethany and I are not anti MLM. But what we are is we're pro-women, we're pro-small business, and we're pro-being mindful consumers. I loved what Bethany shared, that this is not a black and white issue where there's a clear wrong or right. It's up to each of us to decide where our values lie and how we want to vote with our dollar. So let's keep in mind just that, that we are always voting with our dollar whenever we buy anything. Whether it's where we get our groceries, where we get our beauty products, or even where we bank, we're voting for what kind of world that we want. So think about that whenever you shop, not just when it comes to MLMs, but when it comes to anything. I had such a fun time having Bethany on. She always challenges me like a good friend should, and I never fail to learn so much from her. And hey, like we said, please at us if you have questions or comments. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think in general, so find us on social media and tag us as you share your thoughts. And we'd also love for you to share the show with friends. Word of mouth is so helpful to podcasters, and that's the best way for new people to find the show. So please share about it with your friends, with your family, with anybody you think would like this conversation. There are links to both Bethany and I's social media accounts in the show notes, and you can also leave a review for the show while you're over there. Oh, and don't forget about subscribing. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about something I deal with on a day-to-day basis. That would be diapers. Okay, I had Bailey on the show who is a cloth diapering guru, and she is giving us the complete breakdown on this phenomenon. Now, even if you're not a parent to littles, this is a great continuation on the conversation around mindful consumerism. So please subscribe to the show so that you know when that episode is available, and that way you won't ever miss a show in the future. You can do that on whatever app you're listening to by just the click of the subscribe button. And hey, I will see you back next week with Bailey. Until then, do your own research on where you want to invest your money. Never forget about voting with your dollars so that it aligns with your values. And keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out!